All right, from the Tybee studio of From Behind the Barcast for a 149th time Hot Grits Podcast. I hate LeBron James. When God created Adam and Eve, the next thing he did was yell at the referee. But first, some sports. All right, welcome in episode 149 of the Hot Grits Podcast. A little different version of HGP this week, live from Tybee Island. I guess it's not live. It's never live. Um, but I'm finally not by myself in a studio. I have a full audience of one Clint King. Paxton from from behind the barcast. Um, I'll be joining them on their latest episode, so you guys can check that out. But I'm recording uh, with video also, so a bit of a come up for HCP. What else is new? Uh, season eight, episode eight. For those of you keeping up in your scorebooks, seasons and episodes. Uh, let's start with a youth basketball. No, I'm just kidding. No more youth basketball games, guys. No more, none of that. No more drama. Maybe. For now, I want to talk about Grayson Stadium and the Savannah Bananas. It's an issue that I've talked about on this podcast before, um, notably with Jim Marikas of the Savannian. Uh, I don't, you'll have to go back and look. It was, it was sometime in like early September, late August maybe, um, that Jim and I talked about his column when the bananas announced, um, and, and look, do your own research on this, but the timeline is general, that the Savannah Bananas played their last regular baseball game, regular with air quotes, obviously, because nothing they do is regular. Um, they played their last regular baseball game last August, and then announced shortly after that that it was their last baseball game, that they were leaving the Coastal Plain League uh, which is the collegiate wood bat league that they were in. And they were going to be playing exclusively banana ball. So the significance of that quickly is if the bananas are playing a world tour and they're not playing in Savannah um, and they're playing in all these places and they're not even playing in the coastal plain league, that's one thing. They would still be playing the sport of baseball, which is important. And I'll tell you why in a second, but, Self, like, admittedly, the bananas would be the first people to tell you their shift from regular baseball to banana ball is a shift to a different sport. They would be the first to tell you it is not baseball. Okay, that's important because they are anti archaic baseball rules. It's not black and white, but that's an important thing to note when you look at. Something that came up late on Sunday afternoon, uh, Sunday, February 5th, from WSAV reporting, uh, Brett, and this is an all-time name, by the way. If you're a local reporter and your name is Brett Buffington, I'm hooked. I'm in. 
I'm in, Brett. You got me. Brett Buffington, at Brett WSAV on Twitter, on Sunday, says, quote, A man questioning the contract of the extremely popular Savannah Bananas to use Grayson Stadium now has the attention of a City of Savannah council member. The council member has forwarded his complaint to the city attorney. He then quote tweets later on Sunday, 6.33 p.m. The complaint says since the Savannah Bananas left the Coastal Plain League, it has breached its contract with the city. The emailed complaint was sent to several addresses, including Mayor Johnson, two-time HGP guest Mayor Johnson, by the way, and WSAV. District 6 Commissioner Curtis Purdy says he sent it to the city attorney. All right, so that's a lot of jumble to say this, that somebody, a citizen of Savannah, sent a complaint that has now somehow worked its way up to get the attention of city council, to get the attention of the mayor, and to get the attention most, not- to get the attention most notably of Brett Buffington, big-time name. The contract specifically states the lease that the Bananas signed with the city in 2020, a five-year lease. Part of the contract specifically states, and I'll read straight from it, the tenant, in this case the Savannah Bananas, must continually during the term of this agreement own and operate a baseball franchise and provide at least three months of seasonal baseball play involving such franchise team with at least 20 games hosted at the lease premises Grayson Stadium per season. If the tenant fails to own and operate a baseball franchise and host league games, the tenant shall be in default and the agreement will automatically terminate. End quote. That's the end of the quote. So the Bananas are now not playing baseball at Grayson Stadium. Forget the number of games they play. That's sort of irrelevant. They're going to eclipse the 20-game mark, but none of them will be baseball games. So by the terms of the agreement, they will have hosted zero baseball games at Grayson Stadium. The word franchise, are they a baseball franchise? I think you could make, you could make an argument they are. Certainly they started that way. Just because they fulfill one part of the contract doesn't mean that not fulfilling any part of the contract, especially one that says if you don't fulfill it, it can be terminated. That's not cool. You can't just pick and choose which side of the contract you want to abide by. So when this comes up in the fall of 2022, after the Bananas make their announcement, their sort of brash announcement, by the way, they know the terminology in this contract. And they still go out of their way to tell you they are not playing baseball anymore. So when they do that, pretty brashly in the fall, I talked about it with Jim Marikas. I also called Brett Bell, the chief operating officer, COO. Another Brett, by the way. We got Brett Buffington, for those keeping up. Brett Buffington, big time name. Brett Bell. City of Savannah COO. I called him before talking about it on the podcast. Uh, You know, and I was going to write about it, but it seemed like 
after my conversation with Mr. Bell, it seemed like it wasn't a big concern of the city's. So after Sunday, after reading Brett Buffington's tweets, I went back and listened to my conversation with Brett Bell. Um, It was about eight minutes long, and in the conversation I asked him, is it a concern of the city that a specific part of the lease agreement is violated? And outright, he said, no, not really. Their concern, and their meaning the city, the city's concern is that families in Savannah have a place where they can regularly go gather and watch baseball. He kept using the term baseball over and over again, and I kept trying in the conversation to, and I would let you hear it if the audio you know, was worth it, but it, it's, it's really not. The takeaway from the eight minutes or so of conversation was, no, this is not a concern. And remember, this is back in the fall of 2022. Now a complaint comes up in February 2023 about the same exact issue, and it's caught the attention. It's a direct quote from Brett Buffington's reporting. It's caught the attention of the city council and the mayor. It just now caught their attention? It caught my attention in August. And I'm not, you know, I'm not a great detective here. All he got to do is read the contract. It's on page two, after all. You don't have to go, like, national treasure hunting to find this language. But I I wanted to lead with that because I thought, A, it was relevant to Savannah local sports, obviously. But B, because the start of high school baseball season is today, as I'm recording this, Monday, February 6th. The first day that high school baseball teams around this city or around this state, I should say, are allowed to play regular season baseball games. Calvary is one of the co-tenants of Grayson Stadium. They lease not from the city, but from the Savannah Bananas. Their home schedule, I've learned in the last day or so, has been radically altered by the addition of banana ball games at Grayson Stadium, not previously on the schedule, because the Bananas are trying to eclipse that 20-game threshold. So now you have a high school team that's essentially going to play a lot of their quote-unquote home games not at home. But they had an agreement. Games are added. Calvary gets pushed to the wayside. A a preseason top 10 Calvary, by the way. If anyone cares about that, they're not the bad news bears. Now, they got to go scramble and find places to play because it's the bananas way or the highway. I don't know. But, I mean, look, at this point, there is no doubt about it when it comes to who has the power and the relationship between the city of Savannah and the Savannah Bananas. It's a David and Goliath matchup, and the city of Savannah is not Goliath. Okay? David wins in the Bible story, but I think 99 out of 100, Goliath wins. People, people forget about the other 99 times. They don't write about that in the scripture. You know who's a real man of scripture? John Carr. He's also the best realtor in the world. John Carr Real Estate with Seaport Real Estate. Call or text him today if you're looking to buy or sell real estate in the Savannah area. 
He's born and raised here, knows the area like the back of his hand. Uh, top five, nice guy. I don't give out that award. You know, that's the Nobel Peace Prize that, that gives that out. Call or text him today if you're looking for more information on the real estate market or if you're looking to buy or sell your house. 912-228-0916. 912-228-0916. Johnny Carr, our guy, a good sponsor here on the Hot Grits Podcast. He helps support us, so you guys help support him. Um, all right, let's stick to the high school news and notes segment. I want you guys to stick around for the second half. We're going to have Clint King on from, from behind the bar cast. Um, that name just kicks my ass every time. Just brutal. Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk a lot about the Super Bowl, uh, Georgia football, whatever else might come up, some prop bets. Um, I got the over on the national anthem. I'm on the record already saying that. First kickoff touchback also early on those bets. So getting out ahead of Clint on that because he's not on the mic. So he can't say shit about it right now. Um, all right. High school news and notes. No way to segue off that. Uh, we talked about an athlete in the Savannah area, Thomas Blackshear. Um, when I don't know if you guys remember, there was a Benedictine story recently um, involving BC players at a basketball game. Uh, you probably are familiar if you're listening to this. But in that segment, uh, in you know, the last few episodes, I talked about Blackshear's time at Benedictine, the sophomore who in the fall of 2022 was allegedly uh, the victim of a coach, a grown man, a white Caucasian coach from BC calling him the N-word. That coach, Matthew Burke, was immediately let go from the school uh, from his job as a mathematics professor, from his job as the running backs coach. But he stuck around the school. He was, at points in time, unloading the equipment truck for the games. He was right by the sidelines of the games. Also, while Thomas Blackshear is dealing with some disciplinary problems, separate from this from BC, long story short, Blackshear is asked to leave BC, suspended from the team, in November 2022, and last week, last week we learned that, or I learned and tweeted, um, that Thomas Blackshear was given immediate eligibility to play athletics immediately at Calvary Day School, his new school, uh, where he transferred in January. That would never, I mean, and it's a, really a historic precedent setting event. I don't know the details behind what appeal process he went through, but when he leaves BC, he is ineligible to play athletics, certainly for the rest of this school year. That should be obvious. You can't play football one place in the fall, then go play basketball somewhere else in the winter. So, but because of extenuating circumstances, and I'd have to believe it has a lot to do with the August 2022 story of what originally happened to him at BC, that has a lot to do with why he was granted immediate eligibility. If he's asked to leave BC because of disciplinary reasons, they don't grant hardships for that at the next school. The GHSA doesn't reward you for being kicked out of a school for egregious disciplinary fines, you know? disciplinary actions, I guess. So I would have to assume that something like 
that story with Coach Matthew Burke had something to do. But here's the thing now, Calvary, I mean, they're going to have a world-class offense. If you think about it, Calvary Day School, Little Calvary Day School, has seven Division I football players on the offensive side of the ball alone. Seven. To put that in perspective, BC had two last year. They won the state title. Crazy. Crazy that they're adding Blackshear now. Um, So I wanted to tell you guys about that because it was relevant uh, to something we talked about previously. Okay, other things we've also talked about previously. Savannah High School football. um, And we'll move on from high school after this. You can read about a lot of this stuff in a high school notebook I have Wednesday on Connect Savannah. Dot com. Um, Savannah High, Savannah High School, posted uh, its head football coaching job as a vacancy over the weekend, or last week, I should say. Um, and it was an interesting post that became the second public school job in the city to come open uh, this offseason after Kenderick Bonner uh, announced that uh, he had coached his last game for Johnson. The Savannah High posting, though, is strange. It says, here's the title of the posting from the Savannah-Chatham County Public School System uh, official job board. The title is Mathematics Classroom Teacher slash Head Football Coach. Uh, The primary function of the job, to provide appropriate learning experiences and educational opportunities for each student assigned to the class. Um, so, okay, so Savannah High is looking for a head football coach who specifically has to be a mathematics classroom teacher. Now, to pull a a Brian Windhorst, now, why would they do that? Why would they limit their coaching search to a mathematics classroom teacher, especially a, a program that has been you know, as bad, objectively as bad as possible the last few years doesn't get worse than what they've done. Several different coaches, lots of different players, same results. So why would they limit their search to a mathematics classroom teacher unless they already had their candidate in mind who just so happens to be, uh, who fulfills the bachelor's degree from an accredited college or university advanced degree, skill, and certification, uh, teaching the fields of mathematics to grades 6 through 12. How many head football coaches in Georgia fit that criteria? And ask yourself why Savannah High, of all places, would limit their coaching search to that. A little thinker, folks. Something to think about. Uh, I can't escape LeBron James. I can't escape LeBron James. He's the fucking worst, man. He is the worst, and I'm so glad that Kyrie Irving, of all people, Kyrie Irving was the one to put LeBron James in his feelings over the weekend. Poor LeBron, he just can't catch a break in his life. He's had such a rough go of it. The kid from Akron wanted Kyrie Irving back in L.A., and Kyrie Irving instead, and Kyrie Irving wanted to be in L.A., but instead he gets traded from Brooklyn to Dallas which may be the exact opposite of L.A. You could be playing for the Showtime Lakers or the Mavericks. 
in Kyrie's head, Dallas may not have even existed. It could have been, you know, off the earth, off the flat earth in his mind. So Kyrie gets traded from Brooklyn to Dallas and LeBron tweets out the saddest, most emo tweet I think he's ever tweeted. And that is saying something. That's saying something for LeBron James. He tweets out, maybe it's me. That's all he said. Maybe it's me. Maybe it is you, LeBron. Maybe you're onto something. Maybe that's your next talking point for the barbershop. Who knows? When football starts winding down, it becomes LeBron season. This fucking guy, man. The NBA trade deadline is Thursday, February 9th. Uh, since we don't really talk about the Hawks much on this podcast, we won't really be discussing the NBA trade deadline, but I would say that, as always, John Collins and trade rumors. Um, as always, the Hawks take three steps forward and three steps backwards, sometimes three and a half steps backwards. Who knows what they'll do? Uh, but as always, the most interesting part of the NBA trade deadline is the battle between Woj and Shams. It's Adrian Wojnarowski and Shams Charina. Those are always the battles for NBA trade deadline and for the NBA draft for announcing the picks 40 minutes before the NBA actually announces them. All right, uh, let's close up the first segment with a twist on our regular HGP Celebrity Death of the Week. We're going to have an HGP Celebrity Birth of the Week. You guys are listening to now a three-time uncle after the birth of Carter James Jadon, my younger brother Michael and his wife Summer. February 4th was the birth date for Carter James Jadon. So yeah, it's not a huge deal. I'm not a hero, but I am a three-time uncle. So you're not listening to just some random clown, guys. You can't. You don't just become a three-time uncle. Just wake up out of bed one day. Okay, that doesn't just happen. You got to earn it. So Carter James did on February fourth. So what birthdays are on February fourth? It's an interesting selection. How about Rosa Parks? Ever heard of her? You have to put her at the front. Obviously, we know that. Rosa to the front. Cameron, the rapper. Eh, it's all right. Hunter Biden. Not great. Not great right now, but who knows down the line. Oscar De La Hoya. And Lawrence Taylor, the linebacker. So a nice, nice selection of birthdays there for the HGP Celebrity Birth of the Week. The first time winner, perhaps the only winner, Carter James Jadon. So congrats to my younger brother, Michael, and his wife, Summer. All right, let's kick it to an ad, and then my conversation with Clint King of From Behind the Barcast. We're going to talk Super Bowl and just some sports, folks. All right, welcome back in. Uh, a very special first-time guest here, Clint King of From Behind the Barcast, uh, one of the two-man team. Uh, Paxson is with us here. Hello. Behind, behind uh, the, what do you say, behind the computer? Uh, the ones the and twos, actually. But this segment's all about you, Clint. This is the longest I've gone without talking, I think, in my whole <laughs> life. <laughs> Thanks for having me, man. It's good to be on your podcast. I, uh, we've had you, now you've got one of us. It's a real honor. And uh, the one of us that will actually talk about sports with you and not get completely lost in it. 
Unless it was uh, football, and that's about uh, the gist of it. And uh, squash, <laughs> you're a big squash guy, right? Huge. You look on like your, squash Ronson. Gourds. Don't uh, you have to like give permission before you talk sports on football? I get like five minutes of sports or Marvel stuff every week, pretty much. And so like during the fall, it's almost exclusively football stuff. Right. And then like it'll be like there's a Marvel movie coming out in a couple of weeks. It'll be that. And he has to sign a contract in triplicate. Yes. And, yes. For many things. Well, the good news is that. Uh, you even though you're a Cowboys fan, the Super Bowl is this week, so I know you're not familiar. I wonder how long it take to get attacked for that, and that's fine. <laughs> I'm used to it's. it's uh, I'm so used to it. There are so many defensive Cowboys fans, but I'm like, look, it's okay. They don't hate us because they ain't us, though. They just hate us. It's yeah, not like, you know, you're one of the rare ones that leans into it a little bit. Like you understand how to deflect it. I think. Yeah, and I grew up. I mean, it's it's been a whole thing my whole life, and like especially in Georgia, people like. They hate because they they hate us because they ain't us. Yeah, but you're not, are you doing the like flags on your car on Sunday? And stuff? Uh, no, no. I mean, I've got a bunch of gear and stuff and a bunch of jerseys, but uh, no. I, I the only thing I rep on my vehicles is the University of Georgia Bulldogs and the Atlanta Braves. I do. I have a Cowboys like I used to have a little like surround plate on my car, but even that people would be like at random people they're like. Ugh. Cowboys fan. I'm like it's such a small decoration. <laughs> you know what I hope I never become is the guy that um. Like, I hope, obviously, I don't have kids and I don't have a wife, so this is never going to happen until any of that happens, but I hope I never become the guy that has the license plate, the, like, the house divided Oh, uh, never. Plate. No, that's, that's just worst. never, this will never be a thing. It's a Georgia Bull license plate lady deal with it. Ugh, um, those people are the worst. That's my, I, I dated a girl one time who was a pretty avid sports fan. She used to kick my ass in NFL 2K. Um, and so, like, but thankfully, we cheered for the same teams, so it, there was no conflict. But of anyone else I've ever dated, I'd be like, "Look, I, you're a casual sports fan. I'm not. We're gonna we're gonna lean in with a with 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 what's the more prominent thing. We're talking about what you like more than I like it. Then we'll go with you, baby. You ever dated a South Carolina fan? Uh, no, but I do like a doggy style. I hear. Don't, don't. I've, I uh, I dated a Florida <laughs> fan. Well done. And graduate for a little while. Um, that was a little weird, but we didn't date them fall, so it like it worked out okay. Okay. But uh, I'm trying to think. No, I would never date a Tennessee fan because if you sing Rocky Top in my house, I'll stab you. Yeah, um, it oh, is the worst song, song of all time. I, I mean, besides "Happy Birthday," it, it, it's close. I'd rather hear "Happy Birthday" a hundred times than "Rocky Top" once. We used to do top four drafts um, on Hockerets podcast, and uh, in our top four worst songs draft, I drafted, I think, in the third round, "Rocky Top." Oh, yeah. which I thought was a great pick. That is third. a great pick. How high did um, "Wagon Wheel" go? Uh, "Wagon Wheel" was selected in <laughs> okay, a three-man yeah. draft. There was only twelve selections. <laughs> And Wagon Wheel was selected. Good, uh, good. Undoubtedly. I mean, undoubtedly. <laughs> yeah. So sp- speaking of selecting things, you got a little prop bet sheet here for me. Well, for yeah, Super I want to talk about the Super Bowl. But here's the... Th- so... And you haven't made a choice yet. You haven't decided on who no. you're going to pick? No. See, here's the thing. I'm a Cowboys fan, so like, I don't like the Eagles. I thought I hated the Eagles more than any other team until they played the Patriots in the Super Bowl, and I was like, God damn it, maybe I hate the Patriots more. I don't like hate the Patriots. I just was tired of the Patriots. I have a lot of friends that are Eagles fans that are actually good friends. So I was like, you know what? I'll ride with you guys. I'll high five you, but I'm not going to jump up and down when you win. Uh, Breezy Rider, uh, Ron, Philadelphia fan. Do you think the Eagles are going to win? I think the Eagles are going to win, but I want the Chiefs to win. Whoa. That's a a shitty way to watch the game, though. I know. I know. (laughs) I've all Super Bowls of late. This is the one I'm like, "Eh," I told you this before we started recording. The Chiefs have, much like LeBron James, they have fucked me over and over again in in the biggest of moments. They screwed me in the Super Bowl against the Niners. I took the Niners. And, And you know, after every Super Bowl, when you tell people your bet, if it's the losing bet, every guy at the bar is like, 
oh man, I would have taken the yeah. And, and you just want to punch that guy. Well, oh, this is a tight spread. I mean, what was the spread last year? So, uh, I don't know what it, it had was to be last like, it had, year. That'd be a lot higher. But this is a two, right? Uh, right now, I have Eagles minus one point five, which yeah. is what I got. I took the Niners plus one point five against the Chiefs. I don't remember what year it was, like eighteen, nineteen, something like that. It was when the Chiefs won, and I took the Niners. Uh, lost that. Then I took uh, the Chiefs against the Bucks. Tom Brady. Yeah. Lost that, and I think that was like a one point. Yeah, the last couple Super Bowls have been pretty good. The last one that wasn't uh, really good was one that people in Georgia really like talking about on March 28th when Matt Ryan's going to retire. Um, but yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't I'll talk bet- about 28-3 anytime. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I'm fascinated I, by that. I, I don't. Uh, I don't make a lot of like high monetary bets. I make small one to five dollar bets, especially with my buddy Grant. And we've got, when we get into this, I'll, I'll pull his up, but we've got quite a few little bets going You're on. You're betting against him. Betting against him solely. And oh, betting okay. on, I'm betting on me. I mean, I'm like, you know, on some, they're, not, they're prop bets for the most part. Like, right. we have some of these on here and some ones that are like legit bets. And then I don't think we even have a bet on the overall game, though. Just, okay. just a bunch of weird stuff. We always do the national anthem every year. And we'll pick, we do heads and tails, and we do a couple other ones. So I usually will do like, Somewhere like around twenty five dollars in props. Yeah. Sometimes it's like three props. Sometimes it's like eight. But I like to diversify my bets. I, I like. I'd rather have a, a plethora of little small bets really than well one or two big bets because then it's all over in one bet. And I like to have down, the um, the thrill of Pax, victory. Will here. you mark that plethora uh, from Clint there? Plethora. Yeah. Really, yeah, yeah. Really well done. Got it. Uh, okay. So by the end of this, I got to decide. I'm putting. I'm gonna do. 25 on either the Eagles minus 1.5 or Chiefs plus, plus 1.5. I mean, and then 25 on prop bets elsewhere. If Patrick Mahomes was healthy, I'm, I'm riding but is Chiefs. Jalen Hurts I'm, healthy? I'm, I'm, he's healthier than Patrick Mah- The thing is, Jalen Hurts is hurt where he doesn't have to stand on it. His, his injury is upper body. So him run, his mobility is not very much affected by it. And he was busting through on some fourth and ones in the last game. So he's not as banged up. His injury is a little more distant. Yeah. I think they're both going to have to have something done about it in the offseason. But. Uh, the, the Eagles are healthy. They are. So, they're, they're, I think this is the first time ever in Super Bowl history, right? That a team is coming in with all fifty-four men on their roster active that they want active. Whoa, is that true? I'm pretty sure it's quite close to that. Oh, they're they're man. they're almost like they're like ninety-nine point five percent health, and the Chiefs aren't. They're better than they were in the Super Bowl with, with the when they lost. Yeah, but they're not one hundred percent. I and think they, David Johnson has herpes, so he's not exactly healthy for the. Um, they're not testing. They don't test for that. Uh, they don't test for that anymore. Okay. No, unless no. unless you're the center, so I have to wear a mask because you got your hands in there. Uh, I see. You don't want to, yeah, you want to do that. So, uh, the, S- I sanitizer. think when I was younger, I don't remember this bet being as popular, but it seems to have become one of those popular bets. Is the national anthem? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. really blown up because you. Do you know who's singing it this year? Yeah, Chris Stapleton. Chris Stapleton. I don't know. What's what your over like. under? I got one twenty one point five seconds. Is my over under? I think we're at one twenty three on ours, but yeah. So I'm uh, I'm going that's two I, minutes basically. Here's the thing: I don't know anything about Chris Stapleton. <laughs> well, I can jump in here on the music part. So the prop bet for the national anthem, the reason it ever even became a thing was because when the Whitney Houston's of the world and yes. people like that, or the Christine Aguilera's, you know, I don't know if she sang it or not, but some would embellish quite a bit. Oh. oh. Ah, yeah, and they just drag. So that's what it's, I would usually go over when it's a female and under when it's a male. Now, have you already made your bet? On- I'm, I'm going, I'm going, I'm taking the under on this. Can I give you, can I just... It, some advice here, some precedent. The last two years, the Thursday prior to Super Bowl Sunday, which would be this Thursday, the ninth, the 
rehearsal has been leaked on Twitter. The audio. Oh. And so, but I, I think that does change the odds. But that's something to keep in mind that that might leak at some point. Does it point. change the odds or move the line? Does it, it move? Could it could do. I or it could be, I bet, it could I bet be it moves the, the staple line. to, or it could be the rehearsal you, is. What if they're going to have like high security right on the, like whatever the if it's one hundred and twenty two seconds. And like it the thing is, right can, on that, and he can he can t- technically manipulate this if he oh, wanted to. Oh yeah, he can. He can and move like, under easily. God, that's what what a thing to get in trouble for. Look, he's a <laughs> he's a country singer. He's going to be respectful of the anthem and and yep, those that's, terms. Why, that's why I'm going under. I it's going to be it's going to be missionary anthem. Missionary, mm. yeah, yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> so you like the under? Classic. I like the under. I like yeah. the under. I, even if it leaks, yeah. it's over. I'm going. He's going to yeah. reel it in a little bit. He's going to listen to it and go. Nope. Got to take All down right. that C. Yeah. All right, I'm on. I'm on the under. I'm with you. And where are you at on the coin toss? We're together on the under. I don't know if I want to touch the I've already toss. made that bet with, with, my, with my boy Grant on this great note he made. Wait, okay, terrible. so run through your, what, what do you so, already have? All right, so now? we have $5 on heads versus tails. I have heads. We have $1 on the first field goal. I have Kansas City. We have a $2 bet on the players to score first. This is probably our best bet, I suppose. Uh-huh. We each picked two players. I picked Kelsey and Hertz. And he picked AJ Brown and McKinnon, which he shouldn't have picked McKinnon because with Cloud Edwards layer back and Pacheco doing so well, I don't. That, that was odds yeah. are a little bit lower. Um, and the, the the Brown one could be a good pick, but uh, I'm I'm pretty confident in that one. Um, first turnover, um, I have the uh, Eagles acquiring the first turnover. They will get the ball from the Chiefs. The Chiefs will will, will turn it over. Plethora and acquiring. <laughs> um, and then first timeout, Eagles. MVP, I have Hertz. He has Mahomes, and then I have ten to one, or he has ten to one odds on overtime. Wait, you have Hertz MVP? I have Hertz MVP. You, from all of these bets, I know you every, have to be on. You have to. I'm on the side. My the logic of me says Eagles. Eagles, but the heart of me wants Chiefs. So I'm riding with some of them. No, but we I think he'll numb that heart, dude. We got to get rid of that heart part. And then ten to one odds, there'll be overtime. So if there's overtime, I get ten dollars. He gets one dollar if there is not overtime. Ten to one. Yeah, that was like ma- that was the last higher. bet we made on the phone the other night, and I was a little tipsy. I feel so like it should be like, a little higher. It probably should be. Um, <laughs> it should be much higher. <laughs> should be much higher. Kansas City leads at halftime. He's got a dollar on that. Um, he's got a dollar. We have a dollar bet on first penalty. He has the Eagles. And then the first challenge, if it happens, is five dollars. I've okay. got the Chiefs. Okay. Andy Reid likes the challenge. He does like the challenge. I, I think the timeout I like all that. I got a lot of I like the timeout. the timeout for the Chiefs, though. See, I like the timeout for the younger coach. I think he'll get scared first. And I think mm. Andy Reid's experience will allow him to to drive through the urge to timeout. But I think the only thing that will lead to a timeout first for the Chiefs is something happens to poor Patrick Mahomes, and he gets banged up a little bit, and they'll have to call a timeout for a second to reassess. Right. Who is their backup quarterback? Who's? The Chiefs. Chad Henney. Chad Henney, right? Yeah. The great Chad Henney, former Chad Henney. Miami Dolphin. I think Dolphin he's my age, right? Household uh, name. Yeah, obviously. yeah. He, uh, he's as old as Stetson Bennett. <clears throat> yeah, just about, yeah. Hey, you leave Stetson out of this. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. I'm sorry. He's running around Son drunk right now, banging on doors, making him come over here. So uh, what do you got on the coin toss? That's fine, by the way. So... Um, I don't know if I'm going to bet the coin toss, but you're on heads. I'm, I'm on right heads. I'm with you on heads. I don't know if I'm going to bet that. I want to I ask you if you're interested in minus 165. Opening kickoff is a touchback. I think, I, I mean. Indoor stadium. I, I'm, for, I, I'm riding with the opening to kickoff is a touchback for sure. 
It has to be, right? Yeah, yeah I was looking at some of these like the other night when I was a little tipsy. I really like, want to put my There's a lot. I mean, dude, there, I there's, everything there's I own tons of kickbacks. Both those teams have good kickers. Yes, yes, yes. I think it, I, I'm, I'm riding with that one. You go right uh, Sam 8th Rothstein and figure out what the temperature is going to be and the way the ball flies in certain... Well, it's in Arizona. Barometric pressure. It's in Arizona. It's indoors. By the way, Arizona, they didn't tell anybody they changed their stadium name. No. Do you I know the know. stadium name for... for it's... Uh, FTX? <laughs> oh. Too Not, soon. Too soon. Cut. Too soon. I right. think the Savannah Bananas now own it. <laughs> that's a, that's allegedly. That'd be a big swinging banana move, wouldn't it? <laughs> the Miami Heat's arena, I think, is still FTX. Yeah. Okay. I, what is the name of the the, uh, the Tempe Arena? State Farm Stadium. They took the Hawks. The Chiefs. The Chiefs win. The Chiefs win now. The Chiefs win. They're already in in league with Pat State Farm. Mahomes, uh, Pat Mahomes. All over the Andy State Farm Reed, My favorite new football commercial this year is the mustache one on the plane. It's my favorite. Am one. I taking the Chiefs? Did I just decide? <laughs> I think you might have. I look State Farm. <sighs> you know, I can't remember the jingle, but you know State Farm. I remember Jake from from State Farm. Jake from State Farm. Uh, he he really screwed himself there. He could have had a State Farm, even though he's like a backup player. He could have right. gotten in there. He the really racist, ruined that. He could have been the next uh, Jared from Subway. Him, yeah. yeah, instead he was the next Wait. Kanye from Chicago. That's not great. I'm you sorry. Know? I'm. A, I'm. A, no. No. <laughs> no. That's. Uh, that's, that's a bad thing. That's, that's like John Kidd's son. Could have been the next Michael Jackson. It's like, eh, what era? <laughs> yeah. What era? Yeah. You only went Michael Jackson for a finite amount he of time. Could have been in the next Cardinal. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, uh, so. Uh, all right. Which... So I got two props so far. I'm under national anthem. I need to get to five props. Okay. I'm so under so national anthem. Some of these are arbitrary. Like first play, run pass. Who scores first? Yeah. It's just that, that, that's well, depending on who gets the damn ball first. Uh, okay. My second one though is the touchback. Right. Yes. Touchback. Touchback minus 165. Yes. Opening touchback. Um, so are you, do you try to do exclusively football-related bets? Or will you bet? I try you, to do obviously things. Obviously, you're betting on the, the national anthem, but like, are you going to. I try to do things that won't impact me rooting for, ultimately, Chiefs. And I am deciding right now, Chiefs minus 1.5, I'm in. Yeah, and, and you've got one on here that is a lock. Will anyone accompany Rihanna on stage to perform a song with her? Yes, I can't remember the last solo Super Bowl performance. There's always somebody coming up in there, and it's Rihanna. Yeah, the, I don't. I don't. The know. sheet that we have doesn't have the odds on there, but I wonder. I bet you would have to give away. It, they've got to be pretty high because I mean, I don't know who's from Arizona that's a popular musician that would sing with Rihanna because I don't know a lot of people from Arizona. But uh, I, 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 I like you know which song was she gonna perform first. I don't even know what one of these songs is. Umbrella, umbrella. We found I mean, love. Where have you been? Whichever I, I one's the newest song. one is the was the one. I don't yeah. know a lot about Rihanna. A Paxton, our music expert, had to run downstairs. That prop bet of him having to pee during this podcast is yeah, paid off hit. already. That hit. Um, who will have more rushing yards? I like that one, and I'm, I'm, I, I'm torn between Pacheco and Jalen Hurts. Hmm. I like just, Pacheco. I like Pacheco. Um, just because he's really coming into his own. But with Clyde Edwards Hilaire back, he may take a, a hit on his uh, attempts at running the ball. So that may affect that, which is, and Hertz yeah. is going to be giving it obviously everything he's got. He likes to take off. Um, and, uh, but I mean, they've been running the ball so well lately. It's hard to tell. Do, do you think I like the, yeah, the, no, I don't like Hertz to have a lot of rushing yards. I don't like, want I, would, him. I, I think it's in his best interest not to, but that doesn't mean he's not going to, it was in Daniel Jones, best interest not to, and it did a pretty good job for the giants when he did that. Good point. I kind of uh, like Daniel Jones, but I hate myself. I hate the Giants, but I, I kind of do him. like Daniel Jones. It's because I drafted him in my uh, dynasty draft and held on to him for the first three oh, years so of his career, and then dropped him. No, this year. Yeah, yeah. That's the only thing my team needs is a good. Cor- I have Tua, but like, don't, uh, don't don't get me started. On yeah. 
Um, um, I like I like the fun side about it. You said the guess the bets that won't ruin the game. What color liquid would be poured on the winning head coach? Yeah, what do you think there? Um, I'm lime green yellow. That's the most popular color of uh, Gatorade, isn't it? Right. I think so. It's See, why right. it gives you lime green and yellow all as one? Selection. Yeah, so that you get three colors Any in one. It's seasoned a, it's a cheap... liquid drinker knows that. Lime, it won't green, be water. It won't be clear. No. It's not going to be clear Pepsi. No, I'd be pissed. Although Andy Reid is about as clear slash water as you can get. That is true. That is true. That's very true. He is a uh, the, the amount of exuberance he had on the commercial was State Farm. It'll be Vanilla was, LaCroix. Was like, It'll probably just be a steak <laughs> coming out of the. I'm all about that. No, it will be a drumstick. The, the Duke's a Mayo Bowl. Wing. <laughs> he turns his head up to the Duke's if Mayo. If Andy Reid went to the Duke's Mayo Bowl, he would never return. Yeah, he would He'd drink never it. Never come back. Um. So, are you going to ride with the Chiefs, you think? I am. Okay, yeah. Chiefs minus 1.5. I think that's, I mean. Under Anthem. Under Anthem. Yes on the opening touchback. Yes on someone with Rihanna to stage for sure. I'm riding with that for yes, sure. Yes, Rihanna. Yes, but tentative yes, unless it's like minus like more than 200. I do like the total number of players to attempt to pass, and I'm all over the over. Ooh. Because there's there's a few reasons this could happen. One, somebody gets hurt. Now you now now you're there. Now you're now you're over. And one of the quarterbacks, is, both quarterbacks are kind of banged up. So like one of them could go down for a play. Now that doesn't mean the other guy's going to throw the ball. But trickery is always the name of the game in the Super Bowl. Right. And young coaches love to do trick plays. So there's a chance that anybody could be throwing the ball on this game. And I know. like that. I mean, Travis what about Kelsey. first turnover of the game? I bet if you took. If I took turnover on downs, I'd get plus odds. Yeah, and and the, and the Eagles like to to go for it on fourth down, and yeah. down a lot. Um, he he plays that he he get, he makes that bet himself. I'm doing it first turnover of the game, turnover on downs. All right, I need one more. Um, I need one more. I need one more. I need more. Uh, will more. either team score during the last two minutes of the first half? Yes. Last two minutes of the first. Both half. of those teams went a great two minute offense. I don't like that. Um. I don't like I don't that. Hey, what about this? <laughs> what about that? What about the over under fifty point five? So I uh over over. I mean, I'm in. I'm, I'm over. I'm over. over I'm, I'm over. over. I'm over. Just because it, 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 the offense tends to shine a little more in the Super Bowl because you're you're pushing the envelope a little harder because it's, it's, it, like that's that. it. You know. Like and would that. the officiating be a little bit different? I, I've noticed this year, at least in... Well, in it's a, like the... Con- it, you know, this is like the collaboration of the best officials of the year. No, they understood, all together, and but at least I've least seen so many aired. bogus targeting things lately. Yeah, they spend up... I mean, there's you know, there's more eyes in this game than any other thing watched all year long, pretty much. So, except for like maybe the World Cup. Yeah. And so, there's a lot of eyes on it. So, I, they have definitely sped up the reviewing process lately. And I'm happy about that because sometimes you're just like, dude. Yeah. And you know what else is true now? I don't think we've had one yet. This is the first year of the new overtime. It used to be where if you scored a touchdown on the first possession, the game was over. Yes. There there was a scenario in which the the other team would not get the That was the Bills-Chiefs game. Right. And then uh, then they they changed it it only for the playoffs. But I don't think we've had an overtime playoff game yet. Didn't we have one the first round? Did we? Did we have an overtime game in the first round? Paxton, you watched a lot of football. Yeah. You know, you, you know what happened, the, right? The That's another thing. That could, but but that, like, if that were to happen in the Super Bowl. That would be crazy. That would be awesome because, I mean, that would be showcasing the NFL's new rule. Hopefully that they could. In a, in a positive manner. Well, and that they could, like, implement it during the regular season. 
it needs to be a thing. But the thing is, I, I think in the regular season, they just want the games to kind of They should do penalty kicks like they do in soccer, except it goes back 10 yards each time. So the, the kickers actually have like a, a, a showcase of some sort. And Ooh. someone could hit like a 65-yarder possibly. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah. Like, yeah, but the kickers already got so I much. Know, it's a bogus idea. I'm just here for color. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it could work. <laughs> he just took his own take and shot it down. He I mean, yeah, you just bing, you bing, shot bing. yourself down there. It was kind of. Uh, I'm here to make you guys look and sound good, man. That's yeah, you're. Hey, you know what? Yeah, well Success, done. my man. Success. Well hey, um, well, while Clint looks that up, I'm going to talk about Lady and Sons, if that's cool with you guys. Lady and Sons, 102 West Congress Street, new sponsor here on the Hot Grits Podcast. Uh, if you want to call ahead your order, it's 912-233-2600. Uh, you've heard of Lady and Sons, Paula Dean and Sons, 102 West Congress Street in Savannah, seven days a week, 11 to 9 uh, on weekdays, and then 11 to 10 on the weekends. Best way to check them out on Facebook and then ladyandsons.com. You can check them out at the restaurant or at the store, which is right next door, right there on Congress Street. In downtown Savannah, ladyandsons.com, Lady and Sons on Facebook, and call ahead, 912-233-2600. Um, all right, so... That, that, that's what, there, there was no tie, but the Chiefs-Bengals game was getting cl- close at the end, and they were discussing oh, it about right. to happen, and it didn't have, didn't have to happen. That's right. But it would have been, it would have been you know, not, it's, I guess, interesting if the Chiefs, you know, are the first team to have to go to overtime, that the rule was made around them, basically, and then they still win. I think the, if the if the game goes into overtime, I think the Chiefs win the game for sure. I think that they're they're a little more seasoned of a team, better coach, and they'll be able to if they've gotten that far. Then Patrick Mahomes is going to have four hundred needle holes in his leg, but uh, yeah, because they're going to be <laughs> juicing him up. His legs will be bigger than the other leg. Um, all right, well, so just my bets official fade me on all these. The listeners of Hot Grits know this. Do not listen to my bets, like. And take yeah, this any is a, advice. They know, in this fact, this is not financial advice. Do not take <laughs> <laughs> this is non professional advice. Yeah. Please don't take any of this. Do you, you know? or a loved one suffer from mesothelioma? <laughs> yes. Do you have betting problems? Did you drink water? I get free diabetes test strips. Kansas City minus 1.5 over 50.5. First turnover, turnover on downs. Yes, Rihanna has a guest on stage with her. Uh, yes, on the opening touchback, opening kickoff being a touchback, minus 165. And under on the Stapleton anthem, don't fuck us, Chris Stapleton. Don't oh, Zach Brown us. I'm Do not Zach Brown chance. us. Zach Brown. Every time, Vinny and I had a thing. Like We went to a Georgia Bulldogs game and two Braves games where he sung the national anthem. Or he was on game day on one of them and picked Georgia and we lost. Um, yeah, that's the kind of thing to, that would make me hate somebody. Yeah, and I then would, two Braves yeah. games in a row I went to. Like, was it the World Series game? Yeah, it was the World Series game. Yeah, yeah, and we lost the game where we hit the Grand Slam in the first inning and Paxton saw Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. We lost that game, and I was like, I never will go to another game. Zach Brown, interesting side note, yeah. is what well, was my cousin for about 12 to 15 years. His mother was married to my cousin, to my my mom's first cousin, my third cousin. Now, you know there's so, a cousin's joke here. So he was somewhere. a step-cousin here. I mean, it's country music. There's, there's all kinds of stuff here. Right, right, so right. I, we did family reunions together growing up. We're close to the same age. So... I, I I'm happy for him. I don't. I'm not a big. I'm not a music fan of that. When you said Zach Brown, I thought you were going to say Chris Brown was going to be the the guest with Rihanna. Now those odds time. would Chris, be those whoa, those odds. Those are, <laughs> you can't you can't beat those odds. You could retire on. It's like Kevin Malone from The Office. He said, "If anybody ever gives you plus ten thousand, you take it. You take it. You take it no matter what." I mean, look. If he came out there, I don't think he would have been invited. If it was an open stadium, he could come in like the, like a fan guy. 
comes in with Kanye strapped to his back. This is oh, how you interrupt God. this. I'm going to let you finish, Rihanna. Not great. At State Farm Arena. Yeah. Or yeah. State Farm Stadium. Ugh, I hate yeah. that, dude. They can't take the farm away from the Hawks. That's the only thing the Hawks have is the farm. And future. Yeah, the and future. Way. That's about it. The Hawks well, have and the time. 3D uh, mapped uh, basketball court that, that falls away. Yeah, I, that's... I've I seen it. You, yeah, that's you about it. it. I seen it. That's, they, they, oh, you get your haircut there. I, I think like Killer Mike was a barbershop in the in, yeah. the in the State Farm Arena, so you can get your haircut before a game. If you didn't get your haircut, Dude, you want to go sit in the game and scratch your neck the entire time. Yeah, something that hair. would give me the most anxiety in the world is getting my haircut like in a very public place like that. I'm talking that it's like in thousands of people watching too. their team about to lose. I already get like nervous going to the barber because I'm one of the few people that don't. Like I'll just go get my hair cut based off where I am in town. Like, oh yeah. Oh, just right. Like I don't go to the same person, and they ask what what I want, and I just I've been showing them the same picture for like six years, and it's because I'm terrified of like the small talk between the barber and oh, me. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, how's your day? I've had bad small talk like, with a barber. I I had a barber that was very pro one political opponent in the 2016 election, and like wouldn't shut up about it, and lo- it it cost him a fair amount of business. Yeah. And <laughs> It was, it, he was like, he, he had this angry beard growing. Like, what's up with the beard? Like, I'm not cutting it until this happens. And I was like. A sharp object, like all by yeah, your face and It shit. was a very, yeah. I, and you can't disagree with the person cutting your hair no. and beard. And now I just do my own beard and get my hair cut, you know, whatever. basically no, no. staring at them in a giant mirror. Yeah. And you're like, uh. The last thing look. you want to do, and then after you get your hair cut, uh, is go to a Hawks basketball game. Like, no, <laughs> no. I, 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 have to, I have to take a shower. Within I got like a bad haircut, and they lost, man. Yeah, Imagine if that was your spot, but you just hated basketball. But that was your shop. That was like your, your that was your, your your barber. Your, your, your barber, barber moved there. there. So he's like, man, I got a big, I got a big promotion. Here, you, you can gotta, get in there and get your haircut without buying a ticket to the game. Nobody touches his hair but Jamal, and I got. Yeah, and he's, yeah, he's got to. And he's got to. Get, he's got to get his haircut during the third quarter. Mm-hmm. Like he can't do it any other time. Which by that time the Hawks game is long yeah, it's over. Long over now. I don't know if I want to cut my hair while they're watching their team lose, though. I'm sure they got TVs in there. You're like, God, ah, ah. Uh, uh, all right. So, well, anything else in the Super Bowl? Uh, you know, I I think it's going to be a good game. I'm I'm excited for the game. I so what do you do? You, you have plans for the game? No, I'm like very unexcited for it. I I I'm just excited because I don't care at all. Really, I don't have any super hardcore friends that are fans. Like, really, only Chiefs fan I know is is our buddy Ash Hayden, and then I know Eagles fans, but like yeah. I'm not, I don't think I'm going to be around them unless Danny decides to have a party at the last minute. I'm kind of looking forward to just going to the poo, which I haven't done. Usually, I go at halftime. I'll, I like to move at halftime from now, wherever I'm at. Do you rock like Cowboys or Falcons gear? Like, um, sometimes I will not be rocking Cowboys gear on Sunday, I don't think. Just because it, it just draws attention away from the game, and then I have to talk about the Cowboys. I don't right, want to do that. Right, right, right. right. I, I'm a, when, look, it's weird. Like I'll wear Georgia Brave stuff all year round, regardless of the impact of the season, but the Cowboys stuff rarely makes an appearance in the spring and summer. Now, the Eagles, call, so you can't really wear green, and you can't wear, can you wear red? I can wear red because I'm kind of cheering for the Chiefs, I guess. Like, I want the Chiefs to win um, just because I want the Eagles to not win. I don't like so that. So I'm like cheering that. against the Eagles, not for the Chiefs, really. But Huckapoo's does a 55-ingredient hot dog bar on the Super Bowl Sunday. You can put what? macaroni and cheese on top of a hot dog. You can put SpaghettiOs on there. You can put r- crushed-up raw ramen. Yeah. I mean, like a, like it, a plethora of toppings. <laughs> you hit the over. Um, <laughs> hey! Ah, yeah, um... Hey, I didn't say any yes though. Yeah, that. But, so I, every time I go, I get there. You know, you don't want a hot dog that's been sitting out for three hours. You want a hot no, hot no, no, dog no. is a. I mean, you can you know you can, but I want a fresh hot 
wiener. <laughs> we all want a warm pink center. I also, I, it really, the SpaghettiOs are what is, is intriguing me the most. Oh, SpaghettiOs yeah. are so good. Too. I can't remember the last time I had a, yeah. a SpaghettiO, yeah, let alone a hot dog, dog up covered in it's SpaghettiOs. It's like riding a bike, my friend. That's why I'm eating a salad tonight, because I'm about to do some damage to my body on Sunday. We believe you. It'll yeah. be a salad. Until episode 150, stay safe. Wash your hands, you filthy animals. Savannah's premier indoor baseball training facility, SBPA, is owned and operated by Ross Howard, and together with instructors who have played college and professional baseball, Ross and SBPA offer customized instruction year-round for baseball and softball players, full-length batting cages, pitching mounds, and a state-of-the-art technology to measure improvement are just a few of the highlights over at the academy. Call Ross at 912-484-5282 and visit the Savannah Baseball Performance Academy on Facebook for programs, teams, camps, and more information about how to take advantage of this great venue. Savannah's only year-round indoor baseball facility, Ross Howard, our guy. Give him a call, 912-484-5282.